0: Estoy feliz, pues sé que tú estás enamorada. Pase mundo por las calles, voy todo
1: su en la ciudad. Siento el amor que está girando a. Ah.
0: bet you thought I was going to say it and we're back, but I didn't. That was my longest. Um, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, boy ever. Yeah, boy. We're back. This is episode 182 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. I am your host, the almighty. Let me just kill this. Hold on. Thank you very much, Menudo. Amor en bicicleta. What a jam. Um, what did I say? I'm your host, the almighty Skull Crusher. And we are the least professional, least knowledgeable, and least informed podcast. We are at speedmetalcycling.com, and we want to thank the people that make the podcast possible, and that is our sponsors and our awesome patrons, who I admittedly have been forgetting about lately, and I am very sorry. been busy with life. Life happens, you know what I'm saying? And... Um, so there, I'm not going to make any more excuses. I'm sorry, patrons, but you guys are making this possible. So everybody else who's not a patron, if you made up, if you meet one of our patrons, then you should kiss their ass. Okay. I mean, literally, it would be great, but I mean, also figuratively, you can do that. Anyway, joining me today, of course, the beautiful, the only, the one and only. Thank you, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah.
0: And yeah. 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 Yeah, you, what of course. The other beautiful Natalia. It's it's like <laughs> I feel like the ugly friend. Yeah, um, what is that? Uh, what's the name of that movie with the ugly friend, the uh, fump, fumpy or the fump or the grump? What is that? That the kids nowadays are saying, like the ugly oh, yeah, friend. Yeah, there's a the word, word
1: for that. Yeah, I yeah, forgot
0: um, Is it like an
2: acronym? I don't think it's a word. It's more like an acronym. Yeah, the, but
0: yeah, the Oh, the dog yeah. yeah, the designated ugly fat friend. That's me.
1: Yeah, and th- to give you an idea of how out of it I am, when you say Duff, I think of Duff McKagan, the bass player of Guns N' Roses and the band The Farts. Yes, that's true. Well, i so
2: like references. <laughs>
0: that is, yes, old references. Uh, in the spirit of food is kosher, I should say that I am drinking uh, the finest kind of IPA from uh, Smutty Nose Brewing Company in... Um, Wait, I thought you would
1: stop drinking.
0: No, not anymore. I started drinking again. <laughs> I, I guess I'm I'm what you call an alcoholic. I can't stop. No, no, no. I I stopped getting drunk. That's what I stopped doing. You can't. Just ah, start. That's
2: us start. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, what are you I, drinking, that's far as I'm gonna go.
0: It's not a. It's not a start. Is what? What, as far as I'm gonna go. That's okay. it. I just. What am I'm I not running a marathon?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. Are
0: you I'm folding laundry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why do you drink when you fold
1: laundry? Uh, nothing. And a couple of weeks ago, I, well, during the podcast, I was very like silently, I thought playing bass guitar and someone who listens to the uh, podcast said, Hey, in the last podcast, you were playing bass the whole time. <laughs> Did you, guys, I don't know if you guys heard it or if you heard it like editing, but he's like, Oh yeah, the whole time you were playing
2: no 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 i did and good uh, good that good headphones i didn't pick that I up guess, i
0: guess so yeah no i didn't uh and we have another guest finally our last guest and uh, guest host and thank you very much for showing up hans the eagle ow i think that was a little bit louder than normal wasn't it Ooh, that shit was i don't know no,
2: no that was normal yeah. normal volume for oh, me oh really
0: ow. Yeah. Hey, um, so please uh, follow us on um, the social media, you know, at Speed Metal Cycle C Y C L on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, Natalia keeps that stuff going. So follow that, definitely. And I, I'm at The Skull Crusher, crusher with a K on um, Instagram. And you should also follow that. Actually, no, you shouldn't. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't and care. I'm anyway.
1: at The Laundry Room. <laughs> Klaus, <laughs> the laundry room yeah, the... we, need,
2: we need status report on your boat.
0: Yes, please. I that see, boat I
2: has a lot of fans already.
0: I Since the announcement,
2: a lot of people the have boat. been asking, are we going to see pictures of the boat? Yeah. What's the status of the boat? The boat floats. I did yeah, a quick well. test. It floats. Yeah, wait. it works. You didn't
0: send Natalia. Oh no, you did send Natalia the little Photos a of little
1: the,
2: yeah, no, did give. yeah, but I mean, with yeah. Clouds, oh. I never know what is for game to disclose or not. So I'd rather have oh, him pay yeah. on no, 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 whatever no. is a, approved. So.
1: That's a private <laughs> matter. Yeah. But, but I think the boat, pretty much
0: done. The boat should get its own Twitter account. And the boat should actually tweet like, today I'm getting new so. blah, blah. blah. Today, the internet
1: would- of things yeah well uh, I've just I have there's just some finishing touches but it's basically done the thing is that I was traveling and then I'm gone for the next couple of weekends but uh, but yeah it's it's ready and I, I would say 95 percent done Wow so okay yeah.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah unfortunately I don't have like a boat like horn, like sample, like a drop. The only thing I have is this. Valverde. No Sorry, that's all I got.
1: <sighs> See, I have one, but I don't know how to play it. Like, uh, well,
0: over what there. is it? Is there, is there an MP4? I mean, an I M4. Can send it to you. Whatever. Yeah, send it yeah, to me, man. and I'll upload it, and then we we'll can play the boat. So okay. the boat's name is Tonchiche, Cinchic- Cinchic- which I told my sister, and she thought it was hilarious. By the way, because I saw my sister this weekend, and she thought yeah, it was yeah, 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 yeah. But then here's the thing. I told my, my sister the whole thing. Oh, and then Klaus is the boat, and then the boat, and then I told her the whole thing, and then I showed her the video of the... Um, whoa. I showed her the video of the horn and everything, and my sister just looks at me and just kind of shakes her head, just very slowly going like, only Klaus. <laughs> Here, let me see if I can play this for you.
2: There we go. Woo, 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 woo.
0: That was painful. Just send me that, Klaus, and uh, I'll add it to the to the collection of samples that I'm like getting over here.
2: So, are you guys are ready to watch the Winter Olympics?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, if uh, dude, if I if I have one more person ask me that, I'll just punch <laughs> that person in the face. <laughs> like, like the, the regular Olympics are useless enough. Like, I need one in the fucking winter. Get the fuck out of here. And my biggest pet peeve with my brother probably knows this. My biggest pet peeve with the Winter Olympics. So no,
2: I don't know what is it.
0: Oh, oh, it's um, ice skating. I think it's fucking ridiculous. It's dumb, <laughs> and it's not even a sport. Why is it in the Olympics at all? It's just like gymnastics. It's just stupid and dumb. It's a little play. It's like it's like twirling about and stuff. How is that a sport? <laughs> how is it that eight people sitting on a table can decide who wins rather than who's the fastest, who goes the f- longest? Like it's it's insane. And whenever I bring that up, people are like, dude, you know how difficult it is? And I always say, like, yeah, juggling is really difficult too, but that's not in the Olympics, is it? What about ballroom dancing? Because basically ice skating is like ballroom dancing, except it's a nice. So it's a nice all of a sudden it's a well, sporting silly fucking pastime.
1: But it's <laughs> oh, like um it's much like some of the gymnastics events that are more like the floor exercise or whatever the floor.
0: They call ex- it. They're all fucking dumb, all of them. No, something that needs to be like, um, like a point, and like judged. It's, it's not a sport. If it, then America's Got Talent and The Voice, that's a sport though because it's three people deciding what's good and what isn't. It's completely preposterous. Diving, same thing. Anything that means like judges is ridiculous how can you prove that that's the best dive it, it, that's it, it why the does...
1: highest and the lowest score get dropped that means it's fail safe
0: oh god it's completely asinine and when what people... about
1: jeff galuli <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very good reference klaus like good obscure right. reference here's the thing i was gonna say before you said the jeff galuli thing <laughs> which is just fucking brilliant um Oh, yeah. So, the, so people are like, well, golf shouldn't be in the Olympics because golf is a game, it's a pastime, it's not a sport. Well, golf is a lot more of a sport than ice skating. At least the, the ball goes in or it doesn't. It's not like after the swing, somebody goes, like, no, it's a pretty good swing. We're going to give him five points. That's ridiculous. It's completely fucking subjective. It's not a sport. <laughs>
1: It's not subjective. There are guidelines for how it's scored.
0: Guidelines my ass. Every year it's like, oh, well, I don't know about that, uh, judge. I don't know what he was looking at. Well, he is from Russia and uh, the ladies from the Ukraine, so they hate each other. And... Now that so, you
2: mention something like that, it's just like this is me watching the freaking, you know, like, I I skating. So I see these people doing all these periods, and whenever they are dancing together, then they coordinate perfectly. And I go like, Oh my gosh, that was so incredible. And then the scores come up and they get completely trashed. And I'm like, What? <laughs> Did you see? I was kind of like unbelievable, man. It's like synchronized. It's skating. Insane. It's so insane. Because and then they go know. and like, oh no, because the landing on this and then something or the other, he's like, I don't understand what's going on. And I don't know okay. what to tell <laughs>
0: Klaus, I think I know what you're, what you're driving at. Okay, so there is a standard and they get, they get points depending sure. on what they do and what they don't and all that stuff. Fine. Then have your own little cookie thing like like the uh, cheerleading competitions and breakdancing like, battles and stuff. Have your own thing. I'm not saying that people shouldn't ice skate.
1: But, but you should you know have the deal. The that at the end of the day, that gets higher ratings than anything else in the Olympics probably.
0: It, it, because – can we all agree that people all around the world are fucking idiots? That's why those, that stuff like that gets higher rating. And I'll bet you what, though, hands down, I'm going to tell you this right now, if the Summer Olympics had ballroom dancing, that would get higher ratings than track and field.
1: It may,
2: it may happen.
1: Absolutely. Should start a campaign. They should. should
2: start a campaign to have ballroom dancing in the, the Olympics.
1: Open the floodgates. You're flood just lane. waiting for cyclocross to make it to the Winter Olympics as you love it's it so not gonna
2: yeah, I, I, It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, Klaus.
0: Listen, <laughs> cyclocross is hilarious in its own little joke, but awesome at the same time. And it's a fucking sport because whoever crosses the line first wins. It's not like, mm, I don't know. He carried that bike on the wrong shoulder. He gets three points taken off.
1: Well, People might like, I suggest... Oh, by the way, so I, I hope uh, listeners of the podcast saw the Colombians, um, how they were dressed in the uh, beginning, in the Winter Olympics, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Olympics,
0: in the in the, the opening, in the opening that was awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah no.
1: And uh, I have, I don't know, I guess this would be for summer, or how about there's summer, winter, and then there's indoor Olympics for sports that are only played in, so that you can have mini golf indoor. And I say that because I want uh, go-kart racing to be in it because I had my go-kart racing debut this weekend and I beat Mel Gibson's time around the track that I did.
2: No way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you know that Mel Gibson is known for his go-kart. Yeah. No funny
2: clothes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's known the world over. But Benji Madden from that band, what is that terrible band? He's married to Cameron Diaz. He beat my time.
2: Where, where what do you do a carting match, like oh. Los Angeles?
1: <laughs> the, in Las oh.
2: Vegas.
1: George Lucas also beat me, so I just wanted to lead by saying <laughs> the good news about Melkins. Okay. <laughs> Not tell you all the people that beat me.
0: <laughs> George, Lucas, dude, George Lucas is the size of a whale, and he beat me. I know,
1: and that's where it gets embarrassing, because the carts are, they go like 40 miles an hour, but they're electric. So the more you weigh, the slower they are. So, Jabba the Hutt beat me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you could actually, like, actual Jabba the Hutt beat you, like, it felt that way. That That was my way
1: of just inserting that fact.
0: All right. So, yeah, to answer your question, Natalia, I have not watched the Winter Olympics. I don't give a shit about the Winter Olympics. The hell with the Winter Olympics. It, the olympics in general i think are just a load of crap and all of a sudden people that don't even know anything about a certain sport okay so we have a friend who is a huge speaking of ice skating a huge ice skating fan it's basically her life she did it pretty much all her life and i mean she's a huge fan so she's had parties in her house for the winter olympics people to come over and watch the ice skating and stuff like that and
1: whatever. now all the posers come out of the woodwork
0: exactly and i asked her if that bothered her and she was like Oh, no, I just pretend that I don't know. Like people are like, oh, are you watching the, the Winter Olympics? I just – I'm always like, no, I'm not because I don't want to engage in a conversation where I'm obviously going to know way more than they do. And I end up teaching them shit. Like She's like, I don't have time for that. So
1: she just, I find it fascinating when you meet someone in a parallel world, uh, like how weirdo cycling yeah, stuff is. Yeah, we, like, we I that. went to school – yeah, I went to school with a girl that would wake up at four in the morning to watch uh, tennis. But she we didn't care about, like, Wimbledon or whatever. She was watching all these other things, and I was like, hmm, good for yeah, you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, at the, at the party that we had here a couple of weeks ago, um, it, that girl was here, and there's a girl that loves, like, nine ball, eight, no, yeah, nine ball, right? That's the pool, that's playing pool with nine balls, right? The little diamond at the beginning, right? I don't
1: know, snooker or something? All no, it's actually- people right now are- Yeah,
0: no, I think <laughs> it's called now. Know. I'm pretty sure it's nine ball, but uh, anyway, she's super into it and same thing. She was like, there was a tournament in China and I got up at three in the morning to watch it and the three of us were talking about how ridiculous it is, (laughs) how lame we all are. Did I tell you guys? uh, It would be so much better if we just liked baseball, you know?
1: Did I tell you guys about the bike shop I went to in Hong Kong? Uh, Oh,
0: oh, yeah. I don't know if you told them in the if you told the story.
2: I don't have recollection of oh, Klaus visiting a I'll just bike you, shop in Hong Kong. So
0: you have to. I'll just you have to tell the story. It's crazy. I have to. Uh,
1: now I forget the name of it. It's a high-end bike shop in Hong Kong. They carry and unusual things for the market, like Condor bikes and stuff like that. And I showed up to the place, and it was the third floor of this apartment. Uh, not like a big. Building in Hong Kong, and all that was there was a old man with a teapot. And then through a small door, all of a sudden, you went into the huge snooker snooker, snooker maybe I'm mispronouncing it. Sorry, uh, hall, um, with like I don't know 50 or 60 tables of people playing, you know, this pool thing, whatever. It's yeah, no bike shop, no bike shop. I kept double checking the honors. Unders-
0: I think it is snooker,
1: yeah, I'm pretty and, sure. Uh, snooker. I check the address. Yes, I'm on the right floor. I'm totally on the right floor. I go back to the elevator and I see a little plaque with the things that are on that floor and it just says the snooker place or whatever. And then the bike shop. I cannot find the bike shop. So the old man offers me tea and tells me like, wait, maybe he knows like some that I don't know that I'm being expected or something. don't know.
0: <laughs> like like I, he knows, he knows that you're not there to play snooker.
1: With yeah, a bunch of clearly, th- this must happen from time to time. So, I have no phone service, no nothing. He goes away, he comes back, and he again does this motion like, Wait, so I'm there for 20 minutes. In 20 minutes, a guy comes out, says, did Oh, you hi, have how are you? Did you have Sorry.
0: any tea? Did you have any I tea? D-
1: I did. I didn't know. I was kind of sipping. I didn't know. I felt bad that the guy was nice and he offered me a cup, but um. And he just sat on a table. I don't know what his job is or if he's someone's uncle or something. But I had emailed with the people from the bike shop so they knew I was coming. That's and the so, only
0: two choices. That's the only two possibilities, that this guy had a job yeah. of some, or that he was somebody's uncle. Maybe yeah. both things were actually in fact. But he was the uncle to somebody who had nothing to do with the snooker haul.
1: I don't know. But the, this guy comes out. He's like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, says hello to me. We walked through the entire hall, lots of people playing. It wasn't like it was scary or anything, but you don't know what's going on. It's definitely an odd feeling. People are looking at you. The, all the walls were mirrors, and one of the mirrors, you, you know, the entire height of the wall, you press on it, and it opened, and it was a door, and that's where the bike shop was. No sign on it, nothing.
2: Are you insane. sure you didn't dream this? I house absolutely love it.
1: I <laughs> No, love no, no. I have pictures.
0: Yeah, I And they were very nice.
1: Story. And they kept telling me, "Look, like we sell Condor bikes. You know, Brad wi- Bradley Wiggins used to race these." And I'm like, "Okay." They told me that like a million times. I'm I'm
0: sure they don't say that anymore. <laughs> no, That's mean. racist.
1: So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> You're cracking yourself
0: up. <laughs> it wasn't me that put that.
1: Oh. That's what I think. You're so
0: <laughs> the only power that I have is this. And this. I, no I I my whole like little board thing crashed. The last the last time we recorded and I haven't loaded all okay. the things again. I'm just being super lazy. But anyway. Um cycling. Um cycling is a sport because you can in fact measure who comes in before somebody else. But well, actually, you know, the reason that we want to start recording again is because the season is finally getting on the way. And um, Klaus, now you're playing bass, and that's rude. I could definitely you have to
2: that. mute yourself, Klaus. Uh, Just mute when you're playing, and then right. we filter that.
1: No, no, no. Okay. I'm on it. Like- Plus, we
2: had to commemorate that for the first time in history, we had a 2.1 in Colombia. So,
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, that, I was going to ask, do you guys want to talk about the first 2.1 race held in Colombia? Or, and the fact that it's a 2.1 is not lost on the people of Colombia, believe me. I think that they said 2.1 uh, about 150 times it's state. in the logo. logo. Colombia.
2: It, oh, logo. you have to I listen to this probably. because the, the name of the race is Colombia 2.1. Whatever comes after that is the different flavor that is going to get every year. So this year was Colombia 2.1, or it passed. Right. Awesome. But next year is going to be Colombia 2.1. Something. Like
1: that. Nomenclature problem. As we said, when the World Championships were in Richmond and everywhere, when you arrived in the airport, it said, welcome. U, uh, UCI yeah. championship.
2: <laughs> the sororities
1: yeah. and everything. Yeah, it was welcome the
2: UCIs.
0: And the hotels the hotel that like when we went to because my brother had to like pick up the his credentials. There was a big sign that says welcome UCI champion.
2: Do you remember uh, that? I, I saw it. I saw a posting. I saw posting especially from the fraternity houses and, and stuff because it was around a campus. So they were like, yeah, welcome, there you see yeah. yeah. So now that we're talking we pass, I just want to get something off my chest here and I promise I will be brief. So this whole thing happened thanks to a guy that wanted to organize Tour del Café. The stages in Salento and in Manizales where idea was an idea of the guy. This guy, two years ago, started to... Lobby with the local governments, you know, like getting sponsors. He actually made an agreement with the Medalist Sport, the organization, the former organization of the Tour California and things, a big, the biggie that runs things here in the U.S. And he put together this proposal, and I'm pretty sure that people heard about it once he presented it to the Colombian Federation. The Colombian Federation blocked it because they say that they, they were the only ones pretty much in charge of organizing races. In Colombia, the guy, the president, Ovidio, wanted to have full control of the budget, so he pretty much blocked the whole thing. Fast forward some months later, and then the Colombian Federation gets an approval to do a 2.1 that is kind of copycatting the last three days of races that were supposed to be the Tour del Café. So pretty much they completely stole the whole idea. All the governments that the guy actually convinced to host the thing, except the ones in in Cali, the Federation took advantage of that. So they pretty much used the job of of the guy. And the reason they provided was like, look, this is a big event. You're like a 2.1. You need somebody that knows how to plan races and organize. This is just too weak for him. I don't think that he can do it. What did they do once they got granted that? It's like, oh shit, we can't do that. So we have to go and hire somebody to help us make it happen. So it was just those shenanigans that they blocked. Meanwhile, the national championships were only raised by the elite men. There was no under twenty three. There was no event for the women uh, either. Vuelta Colombia got dropped out of the UCI. So it was nice to to have you, Vuelta Colombia. You're not going, you're, you're just going to disappear. I mean, there is no there is no way. So all the nation, you know, like all the Colombian Colombian cycling is going to hell as he has continually been going for the past years, while this guy has this giant smoke curtain uh, making the world believe that, oh man, it is booming. Cycling is booming here. It is not. The people came out in hordes because Nairo was there, Rigo was there, Enao was there, and Gaviria was there. Remove those four, and nobody gives a shit. That's my opinion, but... uh, Having said that, so, having said that, then we can start talk about the how it went.
1: <laughs> here's the thing: oh, if no. you look at it as make, a, we're yeah. talking about the race itself, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about the the flaws and the kind of the the politics behind it. I think that all the proof you need is the federation left to its own devices. What kind of racing do they do? It's the Vuelta Colombia, right, which is flawed in so many ways. When they get an idea from someone else, what kind of race do they do? The race you just saw, which as a spectator, I have to say was really, really good, well laid out, not perfect. It was, I wish there would have been more up and down, some more at transitional stage that was more transitional, but still amazing, like fantastic. It, it looked like what I wish had been happening for a million years. It's that just is. when you see how the sausage is made, it sucks, but- the way it looked, it's it was very good. I agree. I agree. But we know. And the costs.
2: only the other thing that really irked me is the oh yeah the only thing that really irked me is that these people from the Tour del Cafe when they sub, when they submitted the proposal they had a women's yeah. race going alongside the men's race and that was huge because that would have provided the opportunity that the women in Colombia they just don't have that just to, you know like have yeah. people from the US women like. US teams actually like going there and they, they, they didn't do it. They knocked that out. So I was like, this is just BS. I enjoy it. I have to say I enjoy watching it, but it's kind of like those mixed feelings where you're like watching, but you know, (laughs) <laughs> all day well, that's stuff that the thing is being cemented on but it's Natalia, okay so before i'm guessing started
1: recording yeah. you made the point of uh you know someone a family a person whatever or a company that's responsible with their funds right you're not doing well financially and yet you decide to throw a million dollar party or you're broke but you decide to buy a bentley and that's basically what it is and but if you're looking at the bentley or the beautiful new purse or house it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's cool. It may not be perfect, but for out of the gate. And then you yeah. can start punching holes in it. And I think the biggest one would be you have the Vuelta Colombia since 1951, 52, whatever. And then you decide to say, oh, no, let's make a new race. Why isn't this the Vuelta Colombia? There's things like that you just like, what? You're going to throw that away? Okay, whatever. Yeah. But as a race, it was... Very cool to watch.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, you know, for the people that weren't, you know, I don't know, they probably didn't even know. It's early in the season and there's a ton of races that I haven't been paying attention to. So basically, it's a six day, uh, six stage race. Uh, and let me see the teams were quick step floors. Obviously, they brought like Gaviria and um, Ala Philippe. Ala Philippe as well, of
1: course.
2: Who I Ala Iljo. Yeah. Illyo yeah, Case
0: awesome.
2: Richese.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they they and then Team Sky obviously had all three columns.
2: Oh, did you notice that Team Sky, all the people, all the all the cyclists spoke Spanish?
0: Oh, hey, really?
2: Interesting. Wait. Because they had Castro Viejo, speaks okay, yeah. Spanish, Tao Tao Gogan. Gogan? Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce the last name Geo of Geo. that guy. Say it again. That Teo. Teo Gogan. Teo speaks Geegan. Spanish? Okay. He speaks oh, Spanish, oh, and then
0: the two enaus.
2: and then Egan yeah. enao, and enao, and
0: David Lopez. Yeah,
2: yeah David yeah, Lopez, yeah. Spanish. Egan. And then
0: um, education mm-hmm. first, uh, Drapak, who I'm going to continue to call Cannondale. Were there with all three of their <laughs> Colombians? You know, Julian Cardona and Daniel yeah. Felipe Martinez and Rigo. Do you then, hear
1: Daniel Felipe on TV? Does your ear perk up? It.
0: I love it. I was telling my wife just two seconds ago, like five minutes before we started recording. Because that's, like, every not, time a I hear, that's
1: my not a common name. That's my. first. That's name my. my
0: name. Yeah, that's my. That's my full name. So it's really is that okay when
1: say you say that people know your name? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine.
0: Yeah, no, I've said it before. I love it. I love it. And there is actually another Daniel Felipe. There is a guy in, um, in in Spain. He's a Basque guy that like he, like small teams.
1: His name is because Daniel I Felipe. think about that yeah. when you hear the words Daniel Felipe, it's about you. Not about, so exactly. to hear it, it's weird. Much in the it same is. way that in that movie, The Life Aquatic, when they say Klaus, because there's a oh, character yeah. named Klaus, I'm like, oh, it's weird. They're not talking about me. That sounds very self-centered.
0: Uh, okay, let me just keep going. United Healthcare with their two Colombians. Androni Giocataly, they left one of their Colombians back, but they brought one. Uh, CCC's Brandy Polkovich was there. Uh, Holowesco Citadel, presented by, uh, I don't know, some shit. They brought their two Colombians, Manzana Posto one. They brought Ball, the yes. one Dutch guy. And was-
2: oh, that is so hilarious. Now that you say Yetzebol, I have to say it because otherwise I'm going to forget. So they did this little video clip when they are asking him if he liked the Oroipas, you know, like if he, he has some complaint. And then he goes thinking, it's like, eh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, actually one. In the first hotel, they didn't have arepas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? There is a Colombian restaurant here in Pittsburgh called wait for this the colombian spot it's ridiculous but <laughs> they have the, all the servers have t-shirts that say uh what is that thing keep calm and eat arepas so <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> okay hold on uh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me uh, yeah yeah go okay ahead. Yeah. no i was gonna finish the the, the teams uh the <laughs> euskadi basque country uh bardani bardiani csf israel cycling academy with their one colombian um burgos bh like then the Colombian national team, which included Pantano, Atapuma. A
1: Atapuma.
0: A very chubby Atapuma. And Brian Ramirez and a couple of the other guys that are like, you know, there and thereabouts. Then the Italian national team, the Russian national team. Uh, Treviani, Phoenix, Temus, which is like a Bulgarian team, but it has Colombians in it and Argentinians and Italians. I think nowhere that's
1: nowhere to be seen.
0: Not at all, but I think they're an Italian team, even though they just race under the Bulgarian flag. Um, and then a couple of other, like, small continental Colombian teams. So, oh, and then an Argentinian team, and then the team Illuminati, uh, which is an American team that has uh, two Colombians. And then, yeah, so there and you
1: go. Good for those guys I saw <clears throat> on a couple, like, even on the last stage. Um, I don't know who it was, but someone from Illuminate was like right up there. And about Yetzebol, I wanted to say this. For all the professionals that are listening to this, which I know there are hundreds oh, of of oh, oh, right?
0: Probably, probably hundreds of hundreds. Man, Definitely not thousands.
1: Yetzebol, a year and a half ago, spoke no Spanish. Zero. He took it upon himself to take classes, he took it upon himself to, to marry use... a Mexican. Well, yeah, but still, to actually talk to his he wife, he
2: married the Mexican. No, before. but he yeah. didn't
1: really speak Spanish. He went and <laughs> yeah, took classes and yeah, all that. Exactly.
0: He decided, I'm finally going to talk to my wife. And then, oh, oh, no, I know, I know.
1: And I know that you. it makes a huge deal, which is why he keeps telling everyone in Monsanto, Posto guys, learn English, learn english it'll make you you know better at, to be signed by other teams uh, at the very
0: least at the very least it'll make you way sexier at the club
2: yeah <laughs> uh, because if you're singing somebody along- talking from experience exactly. i know if you're, if, you're along, <laughs> if,
0: if you're singing along to the rick astley the ladies just rain down on you it's true it's true uh, but before we keep talking about Ori Pass, because I do have a couple of other things that I want to say about this, uh, but here's the, uh, the final classification or whatever. The, the GC classament. ended with uh, the classement. Egan Bernal won it, Team Sky. Nairo Quintana Rojas was second for Movistar. And third was Rigoberto Urán with Cannondale. Um, Sergio Enao was fourth. Daniel Felipe Martinez that we just talked about from. Cannondale was fifth. Um, Ivan Ramiro Sosa, who is in, uh, he's in. Uh, what team is he in now? Is he in a uh, uh, Orgullo Paisa? Oh no, Androni, Androni Giocattoli. That's right. And then La Felipe was the first non-Colombian, seventh, uh, obviously from Quick Step. Uh, eighth was <laughs> Aristobulo. And you know, I told my wife, like, "Ooh, I hope it's a boy because Aristobulo is just way too good of a." <laughs> <passer.
1: Yeah>. Gosh,
0: <laughs> uh, Aristobulo Kala was uh, ninth. Um, hold on. Uh, he's from Bicicletas, a strongman, which is a hilarious team. But uh, and then what, it's Daniel a it's, a it's a very. Iffy business, but when we, we stop
1: recording, I can tell you guys more about that.
0: Uh, Jonathan Narvaez is um, Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian national team, Ecuadorian national champion. I'm sorry, quick, quick, quick step, and uh, he was tenth. Oh, excuse me, tenth. Maybe I should Classy. be shouldn't be drinking my beer. Whew, that fast. Um, okay, so the things that I gotta say about Ori Pass is, like you said, Klaus, it looked really good. That that yeah. Bentley, you know, that, that new Bentley SUV is insane, mm-hmm. insanely ridiculous. That Bentley SUV looked awesome. I, on the, the, if you took out the commentary, which was preposterous, I'm going to give you a little taste of what the commentary was like. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like this. It was like this. Wow, he is really spinning those legs, and uh, the bicycle is moving forward because of his legs. He's taking a drink now because it's very important to uh, keep hydrated while you are riding your bicycle, which this guy is doing, and he's been doing for a long time. His number is 168, which makes him Daniel Rodrigo Parra. He is in the team GW, which is a team from from Medellin. And he actually won one, once won another race called a blah, 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 blah. How much time? And now
2: we, work- we oh. say hello to our new viewers that are connecting from Pittsburgh, United States. Hello, Dan. And from Seattle, we get a hello from Klaus. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Look, the one I would say the biggest problem when you at the end of the day i think what a commentator should be is that he should be of course some kind of an expert he should not echo the sentiments of the fan he can, he or she cannot be a super fan and i came to that realization when at one point they do a super long shot of naito Kintan at the front on a flat section and it naito kind of waves to the camera like hello this is weird normally the camera's not on me for such a long time but you know he does a nice little wave like hey hi the commentator woman is like oh he just gave us a wave thank you so much Naito he waved at us the fans I'm like no you don't pretend that it's a big deal for you like you know him even even if you didn't you pretend that you do and just go, oh, he's uh, there he is. I guess he's uh, waving, you know, slow part of the stage. He wants yeah. to say hello. Holy Christ. It, you can't this, be this in a wave.
2: Is Goga insane. is such a fangirl. She, uh, kind of, she, uh, she awesome. can awesome. hide it. She, is it she is has absolutely no objectivity at all. Awesome. She is just...
0: Awesome. Awesome. The whole thing, the whole, everything about it was bad. Every little piece about it was bad. However if you didn't hear all the nonsense and the bullshit and you only saw the images, the best Colombian race I've ever seen. The helicopters were on point. The motorcycles were pretty good overall, stayed out of the way, got close when they needed to. In the last stage, it was a little iffy towards the end. There wasn't a lot of like, there was a lot of blind spots. So it was a little weird. So like, you know, Dyer Cantana won the stage, but,
1: I didn't he actually cross at the all, line,
0: I had no idea if he yep. was the first guy to cross the line. he actually, when he like threw his fist in the air, I was like, "Oh, you idiot! You didn't!" Oh wait, exactly. did he, I'm maybe sure, yeah. I don't know. There's the yeah, other guy. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know that, there was. A... Other than that, he was great, and all the sprints were very well covered I was really afraid of that because a sprint is a tough thing. There's yes. no motos around,
1: and plus, it's just- you have to have a proper helicopter with a stabilizer camera. Exactly, and all it these was little things. Of it. And of and course, every a few school, years ago, we were saying like, oh if only the Vuelta Colombia could at least look like the Tour de San Luis, which didn't have a exactly. stabilizer camera, it didn't have a zoom on that camera, so way better."
0: And it was a free live feed worldwide. Which was also amazing. I hope that nobody like tuned in because that commentary was horrendous. But you're right, it looked professional, it looked great. And I was really afraid about the sprints because obviously they had three sprint uh three flat stages at the very beginning of this the, the race, which were obviously planned for Gaviria to win, which he did. The,
2: the reason sprint, is because the freaking awesome. federation was not the one organizing the stuff. They hired they hired somebody that kind of like knew what was necessary. So regarding that last stage, it was funny because they were, you know, like doing the interviews after the finish, And then Rigo was talking to Goga and he said oh, that they got oh, screwed because the time yeah. differences that were reported on the radio were completely bad. So they thought that the noticed. stage I was already noticed. going, you know, like the the... The, the podium of the stage was defined so all the, bo- the the time bonuses were taken so they set up their strategy according to that and then when they were very close it's like wait did you just say wait a sec are there <laughs> bonus seconds on the line again oh, no. and he says, oh, yes. Yeah, so, like, so that, that's, that got screwed up because they thought that yeah. the only thing that they needed to be worried about was to take the time difference from Nairo, and that was and that was it. So the surprise was that, you know, like Egan turned it out, getting some seconds, and so that that, that screwed things up. Win. But then Rico goes, but really now, you know, like a result in this race doesn't really matter to me. So he was just so over the clouds because of all the people coming out and, and showing support stage. so much in force, and he got a stage. Yeah. So he's like, Which, I'm going to let way, this pass.
1: That I'm stage
2: finish was awesome. But, yeah.
0: The, <laughs> so I good. didn't see that stage. There we go. Arturano well, stage, it was interesting
1: that. because someone finally, again, this was not the Colombian Federation finally understanding cycling. Let's make, sure, clearly. let's make sure
0: that everybody knows the Colombian Federation cannot do anything fucking right. So if there's yeah. anything right that happens in Colombia cycling-wise, it was not the Colombian yeah, Federation. And the Dude.
1: route for that stage was a perfect example because it was kind of like a classics finish. It was unlike how Colombian races uh, are laid out. So that worked really well. But I wanted to ask you guys a question because I think we could fall down the Colombian rabbit hole even further. Just a little Colombian question that might appeal to other people. No Carlos Betancourt for Movistar Racing in Colombia. Isn't
2: that kind of weird? He's injured.
0: Is he? (laughs) Yeah, he picked up his fat baby one too many times.
1: No, I mean, I you know.
0: know. People are like, oh my God, he lost all that weight. Yeah, he transferred it to his baby. Have you seen that <laughs> fucking thing? yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, nah, yeah nah,
2: nah,
1: I got, got hurt at the end, end of the year girl. or something, right? Because he was in like yeah. physical therapy this, and all that. But isn't he's he? He's still
2: recovering? He's still recording. Yeah, he's still recording. He's going to be recovering until, I don't know, after Into the Tour the de France is gone. <laughs> yeah, something like that.
0: I don't know. Uh, I just. I don't know. Listen, listen, last year, last year, he had a pretty good year. Just calm down on the guy. His, his kid At, is very.
2: With family. Betancourt, it's ups and downs. You know, like we are in a down year, maybe. So, like, he gets a good one, one and then allows you to a coin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, actually, his new nickname is Bitcoin. Up and down, up and down. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Don't
0: so invest <laughs> all
2: your
1: money in there.
2: And Betancourt. You don't yeah,
0: yeah. So, let <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but you could be really rich. Hmm. Or you could Oh, and by the way,
1: all. people I know are wondering and were wondering how good uh, Egan Bernal is and could be. I Ugh. think you're starting to get your answers.
0: Yeah, no no no, he's amazing. He's twenty one years old and it's just ridiculous. I mean not that okay.
1: this was the hardest, longest climbs or anything, but certainly it's a it's a sign, obviously. Uh, I'm gonna tell you
2: something. You know the thing that I uh, like the most is mm. how Mature, he seems whenever he gives. Oh,
0: interviews. Oh. oh,
2: really? I heard. His, wow!
0: This after
2: this one, it is he insane is. how centered and you know, like composed he, cool. he is. Yes. Like, like people like Goga was trying to, you know, like inflate the the victory at the or a and like, no, 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 no. I am. I have my feet on the ground. One thing is to beat Nairo and, and Rigo at this point on the year when they are not at the peak. Another story will be competing against them when they are at their peaks, when they are going to Tour de okay. France or something like that. So I'm not yeah, inflating these things. It's like this is early in the season mm-hmm. for them. I don't have the same uh, like peak times that they do. So this is not- Leave it to her really. in
1: the face of the guy who just won it and knows which way is up to tell him that he just won the Tour de France.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know that he's very, very, very smart, super well spoken, which is sad to say that because like a, a lot of times when people say it, like oh he's so well spoken means like oh he's some poor black guy and he actually speaks English properly. I don't mean it like that. I mean for an educated, he, he's an he's a smart motherfucker and well, he speaks I really just well.
1: Think but Colombian, <laughs> Colombian, uh cyclists get unintentional training and become robots of the worst. I mean, you know, it yeah, happens man. in so many sports, like, you know, we got a good ball club here and we got, you know, that whole thing that like yeah. baseball players talk about, we got a good yeah. ball club. I don't know what accent <laughs> I used it. Colombian cyclists are, I think the epitome of that. They get asked like, how was your okay. race? And they go, first of all, I want to thank the governor of our state of Antioquia for his oh help. Oh my and- gosh.
2: <sighs> Every single one of them, but they were being interviewed because it was funny. The the journalist, let's say, that they had on the ground the Señal Colombia team, she was always let's interviewing people from Colombia. She never went and talked to somebody that didn't speak uh, no, she Spanish. She to so, They
0: talked to Julian Aracelip when he won that stage, oh, really? and he was awesome.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. I was like, why don't you just go and talk to somebody that doesn't speak Spanish, damn it. But anyway, so she she was going, and when she was talking to the Colombian, the Colombian's like, first of all, I want to thank the major or whatever, the governor, the president of the Colombian Federation, my sponsors, my family, my dog, and then they gave the answers like, dude, really? Yeah, I think (laughs) the best
1: way to put it is that the way that Colombian cyclists speak is the verbal uh, embodiment of, like, an Androni jersey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 500, it. 1,500 logos. Dude, No, but uh, it's insane. And sometimes it's an interview that it's like, you didn't just win the Oscar and you have to thank your agent and the producers. Like, we're just asking you about the weather today. How was the race today? How did you see it? You came in 34th, so we're just wondering. Well, first of all, I want to thank for what? You didn't even win.
0: No, 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 no. This is even better. Because I'm going to go through my notes now. Uh, Darwin Atapuma got interviewed on the second or the third, right before the second or the third stage. And it was like the usual, like, oh, what are you looking forward to to today? How is the team feeling? You know, normal, good stuff. And then another lady from somewhere else came up and just, like, you know, ambushed the interview and was like, "Uh, Darwin, Darwin, uh, what do you have to say about safety uh, for bicyclists in the cities in Colombia right now. And Darwin is like, uh, well, I think that safety in bicycles is very important, and I think that uh, people in cars should give us a little respect. And, uh, yeah. Well, what do you think about this new initiative that the government has about blah, 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 blah? And he's like, uh, I, I think it's Yo saber,
2: wonderful. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like,
0: how the fuck am I supposed to know? I have no idea what you- and they do that a lot, like organizations in, in in just randomly ask people so that they can put them then in their commercials or in their website. Like, see, Darwin Atapuma believes in what we're doing. It's horrible. It's terrible. And Atapuma felt so awkward. But what is he supposed to say? Yeah, fuck road safety, kill every fucking cyclist there is. Like, of course, he's not going to say that. But now he's all of a sudden endorsing something that is probably being Pushed by some politician. Oh yeah, it's, it's, because
2: it's election time yeah. in Colombia, so you have to get exactly. I mean, so every, every freaking politician will pay just to have a picture taken with him and having Nairo Rigo next to them because they are beloved in Colombia. So they just look for any excuse yeah. or opportunity they have to actually like pose with them, and you know, like it's just sickening. By
1: the way, I uh, mm. I'm when I refer to Atapumas. Wait, I do so if there's such a thing from a cycling sporting early season kind of point of view. I
2: yeah, find there's not a
1: fact. Yeah, no, it's just kind of funny like you can maybe only kind of sort of see his ribs. Right now it just you can tell how these people whip themselves into shape and what they do with to their bodies it's well, kind of also, amazing.
0: With Atapuma specifically, he's already somebody that has like a I don't
1: know, like like a a chunky very round face. face.
0: Like a very round face. So when he gains weight, it goes all like right underneath his ears. You know, he becomes like – he gets like a second chin. It's very easy to see his yeah, weight. Yeah, and it's probably um,
1: all of like three pounds. But the same thing if you watch the GCN tech interview things that they do like in Dubai and stuff like that, you can tell early season there's some people that look so different from like their summer right. skeletal look.
0: Uh, Let me close up the Ori Pass here. I just want to go through my notes real quick. Um, In the last stage that we were just talking about, this kid Rodrigo Contreras, he Mm. was alone for like in the front of the race, in front of the race for 20 plus k, and he got caught by Dyer Cantana and passed by Dyer Cantana in the last like maybe 400 meters, and it was a hard break. Good thing there was no cameras there to capture the actual heartbreak happening. We just later found out that that's what had happened.
2: Yeah. It was so funny because uh, Goga started yelling at everybody that Rodrigo Contreras won! Rodrigo Contreras won! Oh, yeah, and it was it was like, and then deal. we saw, and the next thing that we saw is Dyer crossing the line, lifting her his uh, hands. Uh, I was like, I thought, that's not Contreras. I, I, in that case... <laughs>
0: In that case, I felt bad for her because she had no idea what the hell was so, going on.
2: Yeah, Contreras
1: was in Step for a, a year. year and, yeah, they and when they're together
2: with Gaviria, I
1: believe he is the reason why. Uh, uh, what's his name? The owner GM of Quickstep, uh,
2: Lefebvre. Lefebvre.
1: Lefebvre. 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 Lefebvre made the comment that Colombians, when they move to Europe, eat too much.
2: Yeah, at, maybe, I, yeah. I, I, that wouldn't like, surprise me. Maybe
1: it was at Puma, <laughs> Which, by the way, is also a funny thing because I think when you, the Colombian press or any country, you ask, you know, the important people who are awesome at something. You know, that would be like someone in the Chinese press asking someone in the NBA about, like, Yao Ming, like, what about Chinese players? Aren't they great? And you're expecting him to say great. And he goes... Yeah, Colombian riders eat too much when they go to Europe. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, but that, that that was because the guy doing the interview was actually asking for what are the strengths and are the and weaknesses mm. that you have seen in Colombian riders and they the interviews okay. were done to braids 4, to braids for voters and Lefever because they Lefebvre, because since they have seen different you know like Colombian yeah. cyclists in their teams, they will be able to provide like a better landscape of
1: yeah and I think that was uh that was a comment about Contreras yeah
2: okay that makes sense because I was thinking about Gaviria seems pretty disciplined. yeah
1: no and it wasn't and it wasn't Durán
2: yeah it wasn't Durán either (laughs) so yeah we figured it out people
1: (laughs) yes yeah and I had heard that when I read that I was like ouch that hurts yeah so I'm sure when he thought he got he was gonna get the stage he thought it was redemption but it was not to be
0: there was no redemption. So, uh, anyway, was, uh, my, I'm just going down my notes again. Um, Gaviria won three stages. Alaphilippe won one stage, which gives Quick Step four stages. And then one was Uran and one was Dyer, which means that every single rate, uh, stage was won by a, a world team, uh world tour team. And team.
1: Alaphilippe is
0: awesome.
1: I don't think he will um, ever live up to how – uh, talented he is, not because he doesn't have enough talents, because it's spread a little too wide. But man, he's exciting.
0: Um, then I had uh, Egan and how smart of a dude he is. Uh, Rigoberto and saying that the uh, race radio messed up in the attack for Daniel Felipe Martinez was totally off because of the information they were getting. Um, and then listen to this, I. I'll bet you, you guys didn't know this. The the first Vuelta Colombia was won by Efraín Sipa uh, uh, Forero, right? Yeah. Born in Zipaquira. Born in Zipaquira. The very first Oro y Colombia 2.1, whatever it's called, won by Egan.
2: Bernal.
1: Egan.
0: Mm-hmm. Born, yep. in born in Zipaquira. That
2: means the
1: second Oro y Paz will be won by a Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. there, there are go. no <laughs> French cyclists that can win pretty much anything now. Sorry, Pierre Rolland.
0: Uh, now That's listen racist. to this in um, in <laughs> thank you. in cycling fever which is one of my favorite websites because it actually gives like very good information and stuff they put if you go to the Ori pass website it gives you who has won Ori pass in the last 10 years and it's mm, the vuelta colombia winners ah. so it's like egan bernal Aristobulo cala Mauricio Ortega, Oscar <laughs> Sevilla, Oscar Sevilla, Oscar Sevilla. They Sevilla. need
2: to fix that, man.
0: Like, so we wish, they, but
2: yeah.
0: Ooh. So they have turned the Vuelta Colombia into pass. Hmm. So it's kind of weird. Uh, I Whichever way, if that's the case, regardless, I just think it's funny that El Sipa and Egan are both from Zipaquira and they were first to win the Vuelta Colombia in I have two jersey
1: questions for you guys.
0: Okay, shoot. Number Wait, one. can I finish my notes first? I think. You... Can I finish my notes? Um, the uh, the final podium when they were putting on the jersey on uh, on Egan, <laughs> he had to give all the like all the shit that they give him. He had to like give it to the to the podium girl so that he could put the jersey on because they put the jersey over you know over him. He gets done putting the jersey on and then he realizes the thing was a zip-up. zip-up. <laughs> <Oops. laughs> This thing with full zipper, but he put it over and then like looks at it and then just zips it up, laughing. So that was good. Rookie mistake. Um, yeah. Well, I I I think they gave it to him um, or half zipped. Uh, they, yeah. they just gave it to him, like here, you put it on, because pretty much every jersey up until that point had been like overhead. So yeah. And listen to this too. Egan Bernal, this is the first time he ever races in Colombia.
2: Wow. On the road, on the like road, the on the road, because
0: mountain
2: oh, really?
0: yeah, yeah, first guy, yeah, yeah, so- yeah, first road Dude. race mm-hmm. he has ever had in Colombia, and he won it. That's crazy. That's amazing. Crazy. Okay, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, that's 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 my notes about 45. just two quick questions. I want to talk, no, go ahead, but I want to talk about, um, if you guys have anything to say about the what's the name of that guy. Bradley Wiggins thing, not
2: Bradley. Chris, Chris from What are we going to say, all oh, Chris What's from those- the
0: Chris Froome thing that they're going like- to keep it.
1: racing him?
2: It's like,
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. You go ahead, Klaus it's you, you say No, it's thing.
1: more Colombian nonsense. I was just wondering. You're you said question. here now if Sky had uh Colombian champion sh- jerseys ready, he can't be wearing the one from last year because I'm sure sponsors, some of the little logos have changed. So that means that they had the jersey oh, yeah. made and ready for him there just in case, right?
0: Probably, yeah, you know, I'm sure they did. Okay, then the question,
1: yeah, I'm sure they
0: did. I mean, the second one is, Endura did, but here's the thing, though. He and now said already, this is not the real jersey. Uh, this is just a placeholder until. Oh, okay. So maybe Endura, we're like, yeah. yeah, let's just print a couple, just in, just in case. In case. But... I don't know if that's true. Or and said that after he saw that um, Jonathan Narvaez, the, the, the Ecuadorian champion that races with Quickstep. If you haven't seen it, look it up. His champion jersey is so badass well, that I think that Sergio and I was like, wait, why can't mine be so yeah, cool? Oh, sucks. really? You don't like it? <gasps> oh, don't worry about it. No, just say that was a
1: placeholder. That's and we'll my get you. second question. What if the Colombian championships, clearly that could not have happened, but if they had been flatter, Gaviria would have won, and then two people in Quickstep would have had the same jersey?
2: I think at that point, the designer will have to get a little creative. You know, like I don't know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was I yeah. wanted Gaviria. I wanted Gaviria just to, to have a cool jersey. Jerseys. That's I have to say.
0: <laughs> I know. But then but listen to this though. The the national the, the national federations have to approve the national champions jerseys from the teams. Yeah. So what if they design them all like cool the way they are separate? Because basically, in case you don't know, the Colombian and the Ecuadorian flag are basically the same thing. So then who would, like, what if the Colombian Federation is like, no, we don't like that, make it like this. And the Ecuadorian Federation is like, no, we don't like it, make it like this. Then what's Quicksip going to do? Like, uh, both countries want the same thing, we don't know what to do. That's very interesting, Klaus, I never thought about it. Yeah, that. I don't know, I
1: just, I all mean, of a sudden yeah. I was like, hmm, that could have happened. And by the way, that, that dude rode very well. Like, he was doing a lot of work. ¿Normais? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He, he yeah. Yeah, I think that step got, yeah, got themselves, uh, yeah. He's, so, the I have goodness, a question uh, for you counsel. too. And he worked I,
2: I meant to ask in the past. So, you have seen that we are kind of trending now. And I'm talking about Colombian and cycling in Colombia. Because we have, we have had the only pass. Yeah. And then we have well, all you, these I, little documentaries of people that. going there and having a blast. Or documentaries and write-ups and, and, and stuff. How you feel about it? Would you like be recommending people to go what, down there? I feel that I can't. I feel that I will be like, if you go there, make oh. sure that you hire somebody. You know, like, don't, don't, do not go there by yourself with your bike and no. thinking that it's going to be like, literally, I will get myself uh, around I places. Get emails and, like, about this once I get I wouldn't week. do it. I mean, even if I go, yeah, no, I, no, think no. I, I think I need to hire somebody. Uh, I, so listen. it's, I don't know.
0: Well, if I'm going to go to France, if I'm going to go to France to train, I also just wouldn't take my bike and randomly go there because I wouldn't know what the hell to do. So I would probably either hire somebody or try to hook up with somebody over there that knows what they're doing in order to like, you know, I would say, yeah, fuck yeah, go to Colombia. It's fucking amazing. Cycling there is super cool. You can do all kinds of shit. You can do Terrains, climate, whatever you want, no matter what time of the year it is. Do you want to train in altitude? Do it. Do you want to train down like towards like sea level? Do that. Do you want to do a lot of climbing? You can do that. Short, steep climbs? You can do that too. Colombia is a great place to go. Even if you want to just do like, what is it they call it? Cyclotourism or whatever the hell? Fucking do it. But you have to have somebody with you because well, for one thing, I mean, we've discussed this before. Some of the some of the climbs in Colombia are so fucking long that you start in like 85 degree temperature and you finish in like 32 degrees. This is Fahrenheit. So, you know, you, you start in like, I don't know, 35, 38 degrees Celsius and you finish at zero degrees Celsius. So you need somebody to basically bring your warm shit with you, uh, with them so that you can, you know, there's a thousand reasons why you should have somebody with you. But there's people that are in Colombia that are more than willing and more than able to provide you with that. I mean, Klaus, of course you know that better than anybody. It's just going down to Colombia. I would just just say that
1: Colombia, like for for riding and for going, can be extremely safe. But the thing is that you could be dumb and just look at a map and go, oh, I'm going to go away. Oh, look at this town. I'll just ride my bike there. There's a big road. And... You might be making the bad choice, Um, you know, because there are places in Colombia that are not as safe as others. So that's the only thing I would add in terms of safety. It's it's hard. Well, yeah, but also it's like in any big city. But at the same time,
0: yeah, it's like anywhere. Period. I can go to the Dolomites in Italy and be like, oh, I'm just going to take this road, whatever, without knowing there's fucking trucks going a thousand miles an hour, and every cyclist in the area would be like, why the fuck? Did you go up that road? Oh, because he was in the map. Yeah, yeah so and it also, may be dangerous because of that. You could or- be getting because
1: yourself into areas where, you know, people that are clearly riding on a nice bike and you're clearly a tourist and you speak no Spanish, you're asking for trouble.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I guess in that way, Colombia is no different than 90% of the countries in the world. Yeah. But. I I would never tell somebody, no, don't go to Colombia. Right now, with all the hype, and to answer your question specifically, Natalia, with all the hype and stuff, I think it can't be anything but good. And Colombia right now, let's be honest, is safe compared to what the 90s and the 80s were. Incredibly safe compared to what that was. So, no, I would say, yeah, do the thing, do the thing that, uh, go for it, but... Just make sure that you get either a company you can hire people or whatever, or find
2: somebody You, need to, somebody, you yeah, need to know, have somebody, you need to have a local going with in. you. I'm just saying is like, then, then you read these yeah, things yeah, and you read yeah. how much such a good time people had there and then you start, okay, so I'm just going to do and try to replicate what they did. It's like, please don't you know, <laughs> have a local with you. Do not try to do it by yourself. That's yeah, what I'm asking. Yeah, it's just that because right. I can see people planning vacations and we'll take I think, things and they will yeah. just follow whatever they I mean, did. It's like, no, no, no. They have somebody with you.
1: I literally get emails about this once a week through the blog. And sometimes they are as detailed as, so I'm arriving into the airport in Bogotá. And how am I going to get to Fusagasugá? Can you tell me what the route is? And, wow. you know, you guys yeah, know Bogotá enough again, to say... man Uh, i mean you're gonna be going through some bad areas and then once you're out you're basically going the highway with 18 wheelers yeah so do you want to yeah
0: and it's it's like if somebody lands in yeah if somebody lands in jfk and they send you an email being like okay i'm in jfk how do i get to bear mountain uh well you find a cab that fits your bike and then you take the cab out of the city into new jersey and then it's it's of course, nobody should just go anywhere, though, but it's not only Colombia. I think that the reason that I wouldn't tell somebody, go and do it on your own, there's about five reasons why I wouldn't. It being unsafe is just one of them. It being st- or unsafe because of people, unsafe because of cars, also because you'd be probably missing like the best cycling routes there is. It's, it's the locals. They're gonna know it, and the best places to eat. Because if you're in Colombia and you don't enjoy the food while you're there, you're a complete imbecile. And how are you <laughs> gonna know where the best arepas is? Well, the, but, the arepa but also is. I think yeah, there's 15 different kinds of arepas in Colombia, and you have to have all 15. But you know, and the best ones are only you, by where the locals. Like, it's just one the way thing that, that,
1: that I, is. I I've talked to, especially like. Uh, like when Ben King and different Americans that have gone to train in Colombia, that they said it took them a little bit to realize, and it's worth having uh, in mind and is what plays into, I think what we're saying is that there are certain routes in Colombia that are so rugged since the majority of the regions where you'd end up riding are in the Andes mountains. Building roads is extremely hard. That means that there is one road and it is the road. There are no B, C or D routes. So, Where you end up training is the highway where 18-wheelers are going from city A to city B taking livestock and fruit and whatever. So
0: The Amazon Prime truck is on the road. Yeah,
1: so that's true for some routes. And to know the few places where the B routes exist… Is sometimes not as easy as you would think, and it's not just as simple as looking in a map. So there's little caveats like that. It's unusual because yeah, there yeah. are not as many uh, routes between places. The ones that are are great, but sometimes they're not great for cycling.
0: Again, I think that's the same thing in the Dolomites. It's exactly the same thing in the yeah, Dolomites. You can't just look at a map and be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go that, oh, going to go for it." Oh, the Giro
1: d'Italia goes through here. Well, but see, but a lot of those times you would go, yeah, but then cargo can be moved by train or there's a road that goes around the mountain, which is the big highway. No, no, no.
0: I I know exactly what you mean, but I'm saying in the Dolomites, there's also places where there's only the road. And if you're like, well, this is the road, the Giro d'Italia goes through here, I'm just going to go through it. And it's not that simple. You have to know what you're doing, get a local, and just email Klaus. Ask them how to get from the well, airport up to. Actually, uh, the Patrick. best
1: thing to do if you don't <laughs> want to do, I mean, just look at the Strava heat map and you'll at least get an idea of where people are training and that might help you.
0: You will get an idea of where the best arepas are, definitely. This episode was brought to you by the Colombian Cycling Federation and the
2: Pitura's
0: Colombian. Pinturas Pabon. <laughs> We talked about nothing but Colombia today. That's awesome. I hope that people uh, enjoyed it as it relates to cycling, of course. We did put down the, the, I did put down the Olympics there for a little bit. But guys, thank you so much for joining me once again and talking about Colombian bullshit. I know that it's not difficult for any of us to talk about this. And all three of us could do a five-hour podcast complaining about the Colombian Federation it will be easy to offer us. We can beat Nancy
2: Pelosi's record speaking on The Houseman. She went for eight hours. We can easily beat that. Like, yes. That bitch ain't got (laughs) nothing.
0: Yeah, that bitch ain't got nothing on us. Um, So, and thanks everybody for downloading and listening. And we'll be back in two weeks. We love you all. We really, really do. And we appreciate you listening. We are out of here. Peace.
2: Kure